Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. We are here to discuss WrestleMania backlash results. We're going to run down the whole pay-per-view, discuss the best, discuss the worst and definitely discuss the zombies joining me your host ben as always are my competitors and co-hosts we've got luke how are you luke yeah i'm very good thank you mate very good excited really and we've got joe how are you joe i'm good mate i wouldn't say excited um as much as sort of was roped here by you but you know i'm 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 willing to do it yeah not even getting paid mate not even getting paid not yet though not yet i've got a thousand followers now though mate <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure that, that that quite translates, but we'll see. Um, so we're here to discuss WrestleMania Backlash, uh, the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, hence the name. Um, but before we get into it, we've got a couple of other stories I thought we might want to discuss first, a couple of other things I thought we might want to break down. Um, there's moments in wrestling that will be documented and talked about endlessly you know, for all time, whenever you're looking back at, at, at wrestling, you've got, you know, Rock versus Stone Cold. You've got Hogan being revealed as the NWO third member. You've got when Hogan, you know, power slammed Andre the Giant. And according to Pat McAfee, in 30 years time, we're going to be talking about Tamina and Natalia winning the uh, female tag team championships. So, uh, Luke, was that such a momentous event as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Happy that we've got new winners? Um, I am happy we've got new winners, but not necessarily Natalia and Tamina. They're just quite uninspiring, aren't they? It just, it, it just, as we always say, it just shows how poor tag teams are generally in WWE. Yeah, particularly the female division, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly the female division. I think that's a, I think that's a bit of an overstatement, mate. I think there's, there's, there's a volume of male tag teams, but I don't think there's a quality of them. That's fair. No, that's fair as well. To be to be honest, it's not exactly an exciting division, is it? Let's be fair. No, and, and do you know what the best? I, I feel like the best time we've had with the women's tag was when we had uh, Asuka and Carrie Sane, or Sasha and Bailey. Because in my mind, the women's division isn't. I mean, this 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 feels like a very educated point to start on. So that's a worry. It's only going to go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to go downhill. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just if you've heard the pre-show, um, it was uh, yeah. This is this is this is the highlight of the conversation to date. Um, but no, I think like, and then we had Bailey and Sasha who also held the belt. And the women's division is not great, generally. And I think it's weakened by being split across two shows. And I, I think you've got to do that. You can't have them all on one show because that would be that would be odd. But you know, when they have Bailey and Sasha Banks, and then they could go and be on Raw and NXT occasionally and SmackDown. It made I thought it enhanced the women's division across the board. I don't want to see Tamina on more than one show. I don't want to see her on one show. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there was rumours coming out that the reason that Natalia and Tamina got this was because of Tamina's increased popularity since WrestleMania. The stunned silence says it all. The stunned literally the faces well, I'm looking just, at right now. I'm just trying to think who who like who likes her then. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a big social media presence. I don't know whether whether the crowd are screaming her name at the Thunderdome and they've not. They're not. It's not translating to TV. I have absolutely no idea. But apparently. 
I mean, yeah. if you're well, going to give it for a, for a bit of a legend run, I suppose, because both of them have been there forever. Not that like that's a reason. Genuine, genuine thought from me about that, which I've just had now. So, you know, a lot of prep goes into this. This will be quality then. Go on. Do you reckon they might be lining her up for joining Roman Reigns' stable? And just seeing, like, with, with, with this, just seeing if that, how that works out for her. You know, if she's, if she's a bit of a success here, make her into a bit of a dominant powerhouse, join what is essentially a Samoan faction. Now, we've, we in the, in, the, in the vast history of the Wrestling Predict cast have talked about the fact that there should be a Samoan faction, but I wouldn't have Tamina in there. That's ready-made for Nia Jax, isn't it? If you're going to do it. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It's a good... It's, I, I, I think a Samoan faction is definitely the way forward, but Nia Jax should be the one, because you can build her as more of a monster and, and, and do that, but... No, I, I, I think... I think it's kind of one of those things where if you are recognized as a tag team in the female division of WWE, you are going to get the tag team belts at some point. It's just as simple as that. I don't like tag teams that don't have a name, which is just the two individuals put together. Yeah, I'm with you. I also don't like not having matching gear. I don't like it when tag teams aren't tag teams, when they're just two people thrown together. So I even like the idea, you know, Randy Orton and, and Riddle are... You know, RK bro, that yeah. does it for me. All of a sudden, right? You guys are a legitimate tag team. All right, you go, you come out separately, but that was always to be expected. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely with you. So what we now need to do is come up with a name for Natalia and Tamina. Indeed. When you said that, Ben, I then had a mild panic and thought <clears throat> I might have made an error, which I need to apologise for in terms of her not being Samoan. But it turns out that she is uh, of Samoan descent, so I um, sticking with my sticking with my uh, putting her in the stable view. Oh, absolutely, Jimmy Snooker. Jimmy Snooker was uh, um, Samoan. You mean Jimmy Snooker, mate? Snooker, 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 Snooker. Snooker is that um, that game with the uh, the balls on Jimmy. The... Jimmy Snooker. Do you say Snooker? Snooker. Now you've got me thinking weird. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jimmy Snooker. All right, then I'll take that. That's just my, it's just my posh accent. All right, then. So we'll move on to the other big story from Raw and SmackDown. Um, well, specifically SmackDown. Um, Alistair Black's back on TV. Now, he's been back doing kind of freaky, weird, vignette, um, random, animated, I think very cool-looking um, promos, um, speaking absolute gibberish, kind of very Bray Wyatt-esque. Um, and I thought it was going to be ages till we actually saw him in the ring. And then at the end of this week's SmackDown, he um, cost Big E, who was going to finally you know, win win back the Intercontinental Championship from um, uh, from Apollo. So, um, what do we think of Alistair Black? Is this? Do you think this could work? Do we think this is something that could actually um, put him as a regular back on TV? What do you reckon, Luke? Um. Well, as you know, I like Alistair Black because I picked him for a wild card last year. <laughs> yeah, and that went really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went really well. Um, and obviously, all the all the stuff happened with his, with is it Zelina Vega, his yep. wife. Um, so I would like to see Alistair Black be pushed, and because I, I I really like his character, and I think he's a really good wrestler, um, and I think he's really interesting. Um, but I just don't trust WWE to do it properly. So I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a bit of a wait and see, isn't it? What do you reckon, Joe? Any chance of uh, this being Alistair Black's big moment? Um, hope so. Uh, not confident in it. It just it feels quite similar to what we've already seen on 
of this. Like, I feel like the promos, while slightly differently presented, are very similar to what we had last year, the year before, with the pick a fight with me stuff. Oh, wait, wait, where we did it from a closet, someone had to knock on. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's something in that. It, that. The animated thing makes this a bit different. It's a bit yeah, yeah, creepy no, and a bit no, weird. No, it, like I say, it's a slightly different presentation, but I just feel like it's a bit, it's a lot of talk and a lot of like, oh, this guy's different. And then it's like, well, I'll pick a fight with Big E then. I think it's a good first run for him. It feels big. Big E feels like a big first run and it there'll does. be at least two or three matches for him to go up against. So... It, it does. I'm, I'm a bit annoyed about it's Big E though, because yeah, I think Big E will like because you either you, you either bury Big E here because he's already just lost to Apollo Cruz, or you bury um, Alistair Black who's coming back, and I don't know why you that, like neither of them seem like the like I'd have Alistair Black pick a fight with Sami Zayn who like doesn't matter like if he loses that feud doesn't matter or Kevin Owens or. Jimmy Uso or like you know like you know or Jay Uso sorry like any of them that you sort of but I don't want Big E to lose and I don't want Alistair Black to lose because I think those two should be being built. Kevin Owens seems the better choice, doesn't it? Kevin Owens seems the really logical choice. Like that's a that's a big match, and Kevin Owens can lose all day. It's just not going to hurt him. It just doesn't matter at this point for Kevin Owens. So you make a fair point there. Thank you. My worry with Alistair Black and any of these things is they create really cool characters that do not work in wrestling. Like, how does all of that story and the father thing and all the animated stuff translate to a wrestling ring? It's exactly the same problem with The Fiend, where it was a really cool character and you couldn't wait to see him in a ring. And when you did see him in a ring, you realized, oh, all he's going to do is just wrestle. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work because it's not, it's, it's almost too movie based it's almost too cinematic it just it doesn't work the minute it gets into a wrestling ring so i think that's the problem with these cool edgy characters is they just actually need to translate to wrestling somehow and i don't know how that will so but alistair black's an amazing wrestler there's no doubt about it but it's how the character works and translates they they, they can do it they can do it i believe i believe in them but i don't believe they will with alistair black like they like if you look at the fiend that was odd and did translate and was brilliant and did translate until they cocked it up in my in my mind. And also the Finn Balor demon thing was the, the demon itself was it translated brilliantly into the ring until they sort of lost momentum on him. I just don't think they'll do it with Alistair Black. I don't think he he is exciting enough to keep this going. No. I don't think he's got the, the backing yet, has he? So. No, no. And if you don't go I think if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it you gotta do it properly. You can't half you can't half ask a character like this. No. Yeah, the Undertaker, the Undertaker doesn't really make sense. It like does it? Does, it doesn't make sense. But, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but you back it 100 percent and you kind of go, yeah, we'll, we'll just go with it. You know, like and, and and then it's and then it's like you know, I would think the rest Undertaker's probably the best wrestling character of all time. Big statement. Yeah. I can't think of a better one though. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. Right then, we'll get into WrestleMania Backlash. Um, so fair few matches to discuss. I don't think any of us really need to discuss the pre-show. I don't think any of us care about Ricochet stealing uh, Sheamus's clothes. I think we'll probably talk about that when they inevitably face each other at Hell in a Cell. So uh, we'll come back to that later, and then we'll get into the actual WrestleMania backlash. Um, I'm not going to do it in the order the matches happened. I think we'll do it in a slightly different order to that. If it seems a bit confusing from that point, I think we'll just discuss it as we go about the matches that were 
least least interesting to most interesting, I think is probably the best way of putting it. So we're going to start off, and it seems a bit harsh when I said that, to be fair, with um, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Um, Bianca Belair, Bailey face off against each other. Absolutely solid match for the two of them. And it ends with Bianca Belair winning her first proper defense of the uh, belt she won at WrestleMania. Um, Joe, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Decent match. Happy with it. Anything to add? Uh, not, not a great deal. Um, feel like the feud's going to carry on for a bit. Um, I feel like this might be going to a hair versus hair match. I think I've heard a rumor of that, which I think is quite a good idea. Because um, you don't see them very often, and I can see I can see the appeal. And obviously, Bianca Belair won't be losing that because her hair's her gimmick. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it was the start of something more. To be honest. Yeah. Um, it's not probably what I would do at this stage, but I, you know, I think a lot of our predictions when we when we make them are kind of what we want to see, like straight away. And I think I'm hoping this is going to be a longer build. I like the idea of a hair versus hair. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. I think that's what they'll do. I think it's just the fact they've got, like, you know, they're making a point about Bailey's shaving her opponent's name in the back of their hair. And, like, obviously, Bianca Belair, although they cocked up the finish, was trying to pull a leg back with her hair and um, and do that. It just That just feels to me where it might go. Yeah. Um, like, maybe not, but it just seems like, seems like, seems like, seems like, it's not a stretch, I don't think, when I think about it. Oh, that it's something different for Bailey as well. Moves her even further into the heel camp if you shave her head and make her really angry. So, Luke, what do we think of uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey? Yeah, I think pretty similar, just like an average match, wasn't it? I, I was a bit disappointed. I think um, I think after Bianca Belair's like big WrestleMania win, like probably the match I enjoyed the most at WrestleMania, along with the Roman Reigns match. Um, I just thought this was quite an average, you know, a bit slow. Um, I don't know. I, was, I, was, I expected both from them. I expected it a bit more impressive. So um, I think the end was, was all right, like I say, until the botch finish. But um, yeah, just a bit of an average match. I think it was an, an obvious result. Yeah. I think that's kind of the message of the whole pay-per-view, to be honest. But we'll uh, we'll get to that as we come to it. Um, so I think we'll go for the uh, opening match next. It was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte for the um, Raw Women's Championship. Um I thought this was a really good match. I thought this was absolutely solid. It was it was a perfect way of opening this, to be honest with you. It was the one that, between the three of us, there was absolute doubt when we did the predictions for this because there was a chance Charlotte could walk away with it. And what they did was something we kind of predicted as well. Rhea Ripley pins Asuka, and then the story coming out of this going into Raw is the fact that Charlotte was not the one who took the loss, so she believes that she deserves a proper go at Rhea Ripley. Um Luke, we'll come to you. What do you think of the uh, match, the result, and the the fallout from the from the pay per view? Yeah, so I, I kind of agree. Like, so I did enjoy, I did enjoy it, but I, again, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was a, a good match, like a six out of ten. I didn't think it was anything special. I, I I actually expected more from them all. I think I think the ending was good again. Like it kind of built up and the, did all the finishing moves at the end, and that was quite exciting. But I think the lead up to it was a bit. I don't know. It's kind of what I expected a bit. So I've. Oh, again, I was a bit disappointed. I was a bit disappointed by both women's matches, to be honest, on this pay per view. Um, so yeah, it was a, the, the, my favourite thing about this was um, Charlotte Flair's Cruella de Vil outfit. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Straight in there with Luke's attire. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I must have skipped that bit. I missed a Cruella de Vil outfit. I, I must have skipped the end. I always skip the entrances. I am not bothered about seeing him coming out at all. No, it's anything yeah. I can do to, to, to not have to watch the full three hours. Um, Joe, are you, uh, are you relishing the fact of Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at Hell in a Cell? Um, well, it depends what outfit Charlotte's wearing, to be honest. Um, <laughs> as, as, as Luke's alluded to. Um, that came out a bit weirder than I meant. I was going to say, it sounds, it, sounds, it, sounds, it sounds creepier when you say it compared to when Luke says it. He's, he's got a way of saying it that, that doesn't make him sound really, uh, really pervy. <laughs> I think it's the fact that Luke compliments men and women in equal measure. Um, it's not equal, mate. It's way, way more in the camp of the men, to be completely honest with you. That's the first time he's ever mentioned a woman's outfit. Yeah, I was going to flatter into Luke there, to be fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not safer, isn't it, complimenting men? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is to be fair. We haven't, Ben's got a lot less editing to do in this episode than normal. Nah, this is all this is all staying in. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Do you reckon that's uh, that's where this is going? Hell in a cell. Oh, thank you for bringing that back on track, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Like, I mean, it, it seems that's where it's going, isn't it? I've, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that bothered about seeing it again. I feel like I've seen it enough now. I am a bit. I'm. I'm a bit done with the women's division at the moment. I feel like it, do, it definitely needs an injection of some new blood. I feel like um, it doesn't even need to be Becky Lynch. Maybe like an Io Shirai or something like that would be really good. I feel like if you put Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley and actually Charlotte had to wait a turn a bit and got more and more angry about that, then great. Or Charlotte Flair goes into the money in the bank because she's pissed off that she can't get a fight against... Rear Ripley in the next pay per view, that'd be a better story than what they're presenting us, which is the same thing we had for WrestleMania and a year ago as well. Yeah. I mean, my worry is when it becomes Charlotte versus Rear Ripley and whoever inevitably wins that, who's next then? Like, like, I just cannot figure out where they're going next. The fact that you've got, you know, we've got Sasha Banks who's missing from the SmackDown women's roster at the minute. Um, you've got the top three in the raw women's roster there's literally it's it's a huge gap between the top and everybody else who's and everyone else just seems to be fighting for the tag team championships so that seems to be the glaring thing here is okay Asuka's lost and so now it's got to be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Charlotte wins it or maybe Asuka then goes after Charlotte because she never really got her revenge and you're like okay we're going around in circles here so I think you know an Io Shirai would be amazing but I think we need not just one. We need about two or three to come in there and, and really shake it up. And they've got them. They've got, definitely got them in, in NXT. So um, hopefully there's uh, they've, there's plans to bring some people up. I mean, at this point, I know we're, we're talking two pay-per-views away. But I don't know, you know, unless there is a big Becky Lynch return, I don't know what SummerSlam's going to be in the women's division that's going to make it anywhere near as exciting as, as, it, as it could be, if that's the next big move. Like Usually you can kind of get an idea of where it could go. But at this point, there doesn't seem to be anything new that we could do. So be interesting to see. Right then. So the next match I think we're going to go for is the one that I think is going to be a bit divisive. <laughs> you two versus me. Um, what we didn't get to talk about last last episode because it wasn't announced was the Miz versus Damian Priest in a Lumberjack match. And we all kind of went Damian Priest was going to win it in, in our text conversation. Seemed like pretty straightforward. To be honest with you, Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match screamed pre-show anyway. And then when the Morris, when Morris, not the Morrison, when Morrison went to find the Lumberjacks to convince them to help The Miz, he found zombies. 
um, because this was a massive promo push or uh, cross-sponsorship for um, Batista's new movie, Army of the Dead, which you can find on Netflix. Um, and then what happened was we had a lumberjack match where all of the lumberjacks were zombies, and it ended with Damian Priest defeating The Miz, who was then taken away by the zombies. Nothing to do with the fact he actually injured himself in that match. But he was taken away by the zombies, and we haven't seen him since. And then Morrison faced Damian Priest in a normal lumberjack match on uh, Raw the next uh, the next night. So, um, I don't mean who wants to talk about the zombies uh, first. Go on. Let me, let, me, let me flip it back on you, Ben. Go why on. don't you tell us, before we, before we go into why we didn't like it, why don't you tell us why it wasn't crap? Um, <laughs> it wasn't that it wasn't crap. Okay. First of all, I didn't think it was crap. Okay. Second of all, <clears throat> for me, we've got to remember, and I think sometimes we forget about this because we, 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 you can kind of take all this a little bit too seriously, is that there is an audience that is below the age of 10 for this, that in the crowd would, you know, that, that is all over the superhero idea and the heroics and the bad guys versus good guys. And the person, you know, the crowd, that group of people that made John Cena the top of WWE for as long as he was, you know, there's that group that we're not in the Attitude Era anymore and they have to kind of cater for that point. And it, the reason I don't think it was crap, all right, it wasn't for me. And if you turn around and go, the lumberjacks are going to be zombies, you kind of roll your eyes. But at the same time, it was, what, less than 10 minutes to match? And they played it like they should have played it. They took it as serious as they should have taken it. The zombies were, very, you know, the zombies clearly came from the movie studio. So they were actually decent looking. Like they didn't look really naff and rubbish as if WWE had done them. Okay. Damien Priest and The Miz took it as seriously as they should take it. So it meant the Lumberjack match had something a little bit different. Because let's face it, the one against Morrison on Raw was dull. Like, it, we've seen Lumberjack match a billion times. At least this was something different. There was little bits, you know, both of them fighting all the zombies, getting in the ring, and then realizing they've been working together, trying to do trying to do um, submissions, but getting too close to the ropes. So the zombies got them. There was enough that you're like, okay, this is different. And then, you know, it didn't outstay its welcome. They got, they got the result they wanted to get. They've advertised Army of the Dead. And the pay-per-view just moves on. It didn't affect anything else. And it's not exactly like it was Roman Reigns versus Cesaro and, oh, my God, zombies have invaded the ring. It was Damian Priest versus The Miz. If you were looking at any of the um, matches on this, this was the one that kind of you got away with it. So for me, that's why I didn't hate it. I thought there's a... there's you know, something different as a place for it. People are talking about it. And it just meant that a match that would have been dull actually was watchable. So now you tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> go on, then, go on and joke. And you threw it on me. What, tell me, tell me what you thought. <clears throat> it, it wasn't for me, mate. I, I, I think, I think for me, the, the, when we said this on the, on the group, the wrestling cast WhatsApp group, that's an illustrious group. For me, um, it's just one of these ones where it's just it just really undermines the credibility of wrestling. Now, I appreciate that wrestling is not always totally credible, and but it's 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 the ones where you're a little bit embarrassed to watch it with someone that really really nail that home for me. And this was one of those where if I was watching this with wifey or with a friend who wasn't a particularly big wrestling fan. To show it, to show them that it's just awkward, it's just a bit awkward, and I, and I t- totally take your point about um, you know 
the the average age of the people that are watching or that, that might want to watch wrestling but we are not that age so for me this is not good I, I don't know if you could have just done the same, got the same difference by just dressing up actors as zombies and saying these are the actors from the movie, and not have them act like zombies. You know, like it was just, it was just, it's just a bit, a bit. It was just a bit bizarre. I, I understand that WWE made over a million pounds from that. Yeah, they made a ridiculous amount of money from this. Yeah, and, and I get that. But is there anything they won't sell out? Is the question on that? What's what's your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, I've got. So, for me, the the word for, the word for me that stands out is cringy. I just I was I just I, I didn't enjoy watching it because like they had that moment, didn't they, where they just looked at each other and then both started fighting the zombies rather than each other on the outside, and it was just like. What are you doing? <laughs> and at any point, at any, it was meant to be a lumberjack jack match as well. So, from like an actual wrestling point of view, the zombies did, couldn't stop them. They could just they could just punch one and run off. So it didn't actually make sense as a lumberjack match either. If Dave so, come, if Dave Batista had come down to the ring and cleared out those zombies, that would have been that would have been decent. That would have been weird, but decent. Did you hear on Twitter where Dave Batista was while that match was going on? Because he made it quite clear. When a fan tweeted him saying, um, Dave, what what do you think you were doing? He said, Why are you talking to me? I'm on a plane going I'm on a plane going where or I'm on a currently on a plane. Do you really think I booked this? Um, you should be talking to Vince, not me. So so Batista made it quite clear he had nothing to do with this either. So uh yeah, but um <clears throat> I get your point. I knew it wasn't I mean, it was hated. This got absolutely slated. For me, it wasn't it wasn't as embarrassing as it has been before. I mean, if you take the fact that, you know, the Andrade Gulak stuff for me at the minute is more embarrassing than the zombies thing. And I think the reason that's more embarrassing is because the zombies thing is zombies thing was for me, was done well. Like it was, it was, you know, the zombies didn't look naff. They, they, they treated it as its own little distinct thing. I mean, the only thing, it, the only way you could have actually made it better if you wanted to was by posting it as a distinct advert as almost saying, this is an advert for the army of the dead and having the wrestlers involved in that, you know, that kind of thing. I suppose that would have been more, you know, almost remove it from the pay-per-view as a sequence and yeah. not have it in that whole area it would have been a better way of doing it. You could have done a, you could have done a cinematic match of that. For, yeah. For, like, inexplicably do a cinematic match where it is on the set of that and it is entirely that. You know, because didn't we have an Old Spice advert through WrestleMania and... Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know, like, do that, like, make it for the 24-7 title or something where no one cares about um it, yeah it's it, it's not it wasn't for me i don't think we'll be seeing it again well i say i don't think we'll be seeing it again but it's like you said is there nothing they won't sell out to be completely uh, frank with you another million quid we'll be watching the bloody we'll be watching damien priest versus the miz in the little mermaid two set won't we <laughs> i mean like no issues Under, also, underwater man. i'll take that go on and also, and also we're saying demographic is like 10 and under i'm not sure i want my 10 year old child if when i have one to watch the zombies. Oh, I mean, they were barely scary, were they? I mean, they were. I mean, I'm not looking for. I'm not, obviously, we're not trying to push them towards Army of the Dead, <laughs> but it wasn't exactly terrifying, was it? <laughs> I don't know. For a ten year old child, it might be. Also, a classic. If and when, then touching wood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this. And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, 
you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear, yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. All right, then. So we'll move on to something.